reading is from John 1, uh, verses 35 to 51. <laughs> the next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can any good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. He then added, very truly, I tell you, you will see the heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. Amen. Rob, thank you. Right. Um, so when I was praying and asking God what was on his heart for you, um, at first I thought it was going to be, and, and it, it is, I feel, um, just, to, just to affirm you in what you're doing. Meeting together is so good. Because when we meet together, Jesus promises to be here. When two or three gather in my name, there I am in the midst. And as we notice from that passage, this is like um, a kind of picture of what evangelism, because we get scared of evangelism, don't we? Anyone scared of evangelism? Anyone? Yeah, pretty scared of that. I'm going to go out and tell people about Jesus. But actually, a lot of the time, especially in John's gospel, all it is is this. Come and see. Come and see this man, the woman at the well. Come and see this man who told me everything. And the people came and saw. Um, so Philip, come and see Nathaniel. Come and see. And to some extent, although that can be in lots of places, to some extent, here is where 
people can come and see if we invite Jesus to be the center of what we do as we worship. And it has been. Thank you. It's been so good this morning just to focus on him. And just something, because he's here, it makes all the difference. We're not persuading people to buy an argument. I'm, I'm one of those generation where we want to, um, I know, it was a generation of, of arguing people in the kingdom, debating them in the kingdom. I'm that age where we went to university and had debates about the kingdom of God, and we were all about apologetics. And it never really made a lot of good, actually. It wasn't very good, really, to be honest. Um, people did become Christians because God's working in hearts through everything. But actually, it's about come and see. And what Jesus does in our hearts is what they're going to see as well. Jesus said, by your love will they know me or they know you. Um, and that's what it's about. So thank you for coming here. It's so good to be here and feel that sense of Jesus in this place. I've got to say, it isn't quite the same on Zoom on our church. It's, it's good. But when you're just there watching on Zoom, Zoom people, it's nice to see people here as well. That was the first thing. And I was thinking, um, I think God moved me on a little bit to think about um, what we think makes us fit for the kingdom. What, what, what makes us fit to stand up in front like, like Paul did so beautifully and lead the service? Well, like Anne was too fit to do. I'll come back to that later. Um, or Keith, pray for us. There are some people better than other people. They can do it. We can't. Oh, no. Gosh. And I was thinking, sometimes we get this wrong idea of what it is to be ready to serve God in his kingdom. And maybe it's holding you back. Maybe you've got this fear at whatever age we've got to. There's stuff I can do and stuff I can't do. I'm pretty convinced that God actually, whenever he does something amazing, it's nearly always something that a person he calls somebody to do. He can't do it. Can't do it. Not up to it. Moses can't speak out. I'm, I'm too, I can't speak. I'm not a public speaker. He sends him out to do it. Um, David, the youngest out in the fields. Go on, you, you go and do it. You're going to lead Israel. Well, okay. Mary, little girl. Hey, you have the Messiah. That's great. Go and do it. She couldn't do that. We can't do it. And these disciples, I don't think you ever thought Jesus was setting out to bring the kingdom of God in a new way and, and salvation to the world. God's heart, he came, Jesus came to seek and save the lost, he said, came for the world. He could have arranged, he could have set up the most amazing team, couldn't he? He could have put adverts out, wanted, intelligent, God-fearing young men. In those days, it would be men, sorry. Wanted, intelligent, God-fearing young men. Must know the scriptures really well. Must be good at walking, um, I don't know, able to find fish or whatever it might be. And he would have flooded to him. He could have had the best, couldn't he? The best, and, and, and he could have... and, and I don't know about you, but there's an impression we get that Jesus actually saw into the heart and he saw these are special people. You're a special man. You're going to make a difference. Peter, you're going to be the rock on which I build the church. And sometimes we can think it's because they actually, he saw beneath the surface to this special person that sets them above from everybody else. I don't think that's true. And the more I've been thinking about it and, and living through it, I don't think it's like that at all. I want to suggest what it might be like. Has anyone be, was anyone involved in a, in a nativity when they were a kid? Nativity. Can you actually remember your role? If you remember your role, just be out there. I was a tree. That's my one moment. In, what, okay. We could, I can't shout out. Oh, no. Okay. But you just have to have it in your head there. I mean, okay. Anyone ever been a leading role? Anyone been Joseph? No. Mary? No. Oh, okay. Good. We're that sort of church. No, I've not been. Okay. But you get these roles. Now, we, what our church, the, the church we came from, from Leicester, um, yeah, God have mercy on them, we're in lockdown, um, they've been a bit of a rough time. Um, back in Leicester, in our church, um, Odin Wigston actually, which is the worst place in Leicester, um, anyway, we have this thing called a scratch nativity, I don't know if you do a similar thing, and over the years, uh, a wonderful lady called Chris has assembled 
Lots of amazing costumes. Eyes, everything. There's donkeys, sheep, obviously, shepherds, the whole lot, angels, and they're brilliant costumes, all sizes and shapes and whatever. And what we do for the nativity is we go, right, on the service, anyone who wants to be involved, and it isn't just children, it isn't just children. It can be grandparents, it can be parents, whatever. They all go, and, and, and at one point in the service, they go out the back and they choose a costume, and they're all ready, and like, who wants to be this, who wants to be that kind of thing. And then we have the nativity, and it works really well. And I wonder when God's assembling his team to serve him here in, in Fivehead or around the world, it's a bit like that. We think if we're called to serve God, it's like, oh, I need a leading role for the West End. Someone who's amazing, can sing beautifully, has all the kit, knows what they're doing. And I think God, it's, to God, it's more like, I've got this nativity. I just need some people. All you've got to do is do what I say, trust me, and I'll make it work. Yeah, just do what I say, trust me, and I'll make it work. I've got the costumes. I've got everything you need to. I've got the script. All you've got to do is step forward. And these disciples, did you notice that they weren't kind of mega cold in this passage, were they? It was like they kind of turned up. Some of them see him going past, and, and they say, oh, who's that? They're disciples of John, so they're searching for something. Um, and that's the important thing. What we've got to be is open to God and searching for him. They didn't know everything. And then, and then so Andrew is like, oh, gets his brother, Simon, Simon Peter, called another version, so he becomes Peter. Hey, come and see this man. He comes along. Okay. Now, other gospels have it slightly differently, but then I think this is a good, good sense in John's gospel. Philip, you come and serve me, Philip. Okay. Philip comes and he's got, oh, I've got a friend, Nathaniel. Nathaniel, come and see Jesus, this man. And Nathaniel comes. I don't know. There's debate whether it's Bartholomew or whatever, but, but it doesn't matter. The point is, we get this collection of people who are just willing to serve Jesus. And Jesus says, that's fine. You'll do. And other people collected along. They'll do because God is amazing. And it's all about God. And when we're serving God, we think it's like, oh, I've got to be really good. But all I've got to be is available and trusting. And God will do it. And kind of the worse that the, the weaker I am, the more God's going to show that it's him. And when you get the really good people, because let's face it, Paul's pretty good, actually, wasn't he? He's got a lovely voice, doesn't he? Real gravitas to it. And so is Keith, actually. I feel quite ashamed to be here after them. But um, you get the good people. And that's not a problem. You can be good as well. But basically, I think God always calls us out of our comfort zone so it can be him at work. And that's what he does. He doesn't want a West End production because that would be all oh, those people are amazing. He wants a nativity. And here's something else I just wonder, actually. I was talking, we were thinking about a friend who is trying to set up a church, a church plant in one of the worst parts of Leicester. And there are some rough parts of Leicester. I know you think it's amazing and uh, well to do. Well, it's not all. It's some really rough parts. And she's setting up a church plant. And she was struggling, talking to my wife um, this week, about how tidy and neat and well-organized the church she's in is. And she wants it to be messy and kind of available so, so people can come in in this rough, this area. I think God likes messy. If you ever went to a nativity and it was perfect, would that be fun? I don't think so. Part of the fun is, is the shepherd, isn't it, hooking the other shepherds or, or, the, or the person nicking the baby. It's kind of what makes it a nativity, isn't it, really? Who wants to go to a nativity where they all just act you out perfectly? It's like, oh, I've seen that before. It's the fun bit, isn't it? I think God likes that. God likes the mess. He likes to be with us as we discover what we can do. And if we make a mess of it and we're trusting him, I think that's a problem. So where does that leave us in? Well, it might be a challenge to some people here. You've got till the new year, I understand, for Matt coming. Is Matt coming? And God might say to you, hey, I want you to do something. When I say God might say to you, 
Um, Judy might say to you, right? God, Judy, pretty similar. So I'll get there. Um, um, I, know, I know, I've been in this church before. I know what it's like. It's like we did come here a few years ago. And, and please, it wasn't any indication on this church. We love coming here. We came for six weeks, but just God had put in a house right a mile from, from our, the church we are in Creech. And then we, in the end, we're like, oh, we'll come to Creech then. Never mind. Whatever. But God looks. So he might, great Judy might say, your God might say to you, do you want to do something? And you go, oh, I can't do that. Think of the nativity. It's like God saying, I want a shepherd. I can't be a shepherd. I'm not, I don't want you to be a shepherd. I've got a costume. Just do what I say, all right? Just do it. And God will provide for you. And uh, those of you, those of us who stepped out and done that, isn't it amazing how, how strong, how that builds our faith? Because he is always faithful. Now, there is a line here. There's a balance, isn't there? If you're the one of these people who thinks, I want to be Joseph, right? It doesn't always go well, yeah? Because you kick the other kids out of the way. It's not like you push through. It's if God calls you to it. And that's a tough one, yeah? But if your heart is right, if you're seeking Jesus, then it's going to happen. So it might be in this, case, in this time, it's an opportunity to stand up, come and preach. I don't know. Lead the service, do the prayers, whatever it might be. Because it's not a West End production. God loves little children. He loves us to be little children. I think the best picture I've got of God as a father, when you, I, I pray that inside, if you think of God as a father, I love that picture of God as our father, but I th- we can think of God like he's our old dad. You know, I'm this bloke or this lovely, this, you know, mature woman and God's our old dad. It's not like that. I don't think it's like, it's like dad is, God is our dad and we are the little kid. Sophie, my little granddaughter, how cute, aren't they lovely kids, is, is two and a bit. And it's lovely. She kind of reaches up and takes my finger and, leads me around the house to show me something. And, and it's so good. And so, I think God's like that. I think that is always our relationship to God is on that level. It's never this, we're this big grown up. Paul actually wrote, didn't he, at one point, he said to a church that thought they had it nailed in Corinth. He, he, and they thought they were, the, they, they were mature Christians, they exercised spiritual gifts, they were, they were loving, they were wise, they thought. And he said, you're like little babies that are still on milk. You're not grown up. <laughs> I wish you could have some solids. It's like, you can't even have solids. You're on milk. And I think we never kind of grow beyond that a little bit. And we shouldn't aim to. It's much more fun being a kid, I think. Um, maybe. I must say, I love being in my 50s. I've got to say that. Best, best, best jump era, I think, if anyone's heading that way. I don't know what are 60s like. Are they good? 60s, are they good? Looking forward to them? Okay. 70s, are they still good? My, that's good. My, my, my father-in-law um, got to 95. And I've got to say, he was amazing up to about 94 and a half. And yeah, so 90s were pretty good for him. So it's like, I'm not bad. Okay, and then the final thought I've got for you is this. You're calling Matt to come. And I was talking to our minister this week. We're calling a, a, a minister, a, an associate minister at Five at, um, this is Five at Creech. So we have, we have three ministers at our church. Mm, that's good. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, the church I went to before I only had one. Um, and we're calling an associate minister, and we're talking about it. I said, Matt, why is it that every church pretty much I've ever been in or known about or seen, when they've called a minister, it's always prayed and prayed God to send the right person, the, the perfect person. We want the man or woman of God who's going to lead our children. They're going to preach in a way that keeps us awake. We want them to be amazing. We want them to be incredible people. And we pray and pray, and we trust God's got this person for us. And then they come, and they're often a little bit of a disappointment, to be honest. Do you know something? Is, is that right? And, and I've known churches actually split totally over that. The minister comes in. They're not like the old one. Not as good as Laurie. Can't have this one. Can't play the guitar like Laurie does. Laurie's amazing, actually. Thanks. Laurie's here on you. Laurie, your guitar's amazing, yeah. Um, 
And you know something, that can, that can throw us. But I want you, when that, if, that, if anything happens, if Matt isn't perfect, if he's perfect, great. In which case, forget anything I've said. But if he's not perfect in any way, I want you to think, this is not a West End production. This is God's nativity. And I want you to embrace it. And think that, don't think that we're these big grown-ups that kind of have it all right. And, and, and we want this man to be better than us, otherwise he's not good enough. He's, got, he's, he's, he's going to be the man God's called here. But he's not going to be perfect. Right? It's not going to be what you want in every way, because God doesn't want that. And, and even if he does things that annoy you, it isn't because God's annoying you. It might just be Matt's annoying you. And that's okay, right? Because the point is, we are in this together. We are Jesus' church. It's not Matt's church. It's not even Jesus' church. It's not even Fiverr's church. It's Jesus' church. And that's what we want. We want Jesus to be here. So I'm saying, bear with him. Bear with one another. Look out. Enjoy the mess. Embrace the mess. And pray Jesus into the center of what we do. And then we can say to our friends, to our family, come and see. Come and see Jesus. Come and see this man Jesus we've found. And it, it's not come and see us, because that would really put them off in most churches. I'm sure it wouldn't here. I'm sure here it would be wonderful. But in most churches, come and see us would be the wrong thing to say. Um, but we want to say, come and see Jesus. And that's why we want him to be at the center of everything we do everything we pray, everything we watch. And those videos were brilliant because that vagabond, and Paul was exactly what I'm saying, isn't it really? It's, it's about embracing that. Um, and the prayers, thank you as well, Keith, were so online. And that's, my, so that's, that's what I feel God's saying to you. Um, well done for being here. Thank you that I can be with you. Um, embrace what's happening. If I challenge you, come and do it with me. It's going to be fun. Put on the costume I've got. Just, just stand and do the lines. And I will support you. And I will, I will bless you in this time. So let's pray for you. Lord Jesus, thank you that this is your church. Thank you for your people in this place. Thank you for the hearts you've given for you for so many. I pray for those who are struggling at this time. Lord, I pray for them to see you more clearly. I pray for those who are anxious about their role in this place anxious about their lives. I pray you'd meet them and give them peace. And I pray most of all in this season, you would be raising up people to do things they didn't think were possible because of your Holy Spirit at work in them. And we pray for matters is preparing to come, Lord, that you'll bring him to be part of the mess and the, the, the amazing fun you're going to have here, Lord, with them. May your kingdom come, Lord Jesus, in this place. Amen.